Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to you all. This is the Business Day Spotlight, your destination for African business made simple. My name is Muriwa Gavaza, and for today, we are uh, touching on a sector uh, that is uh, very near and dear to me. That is the world of fintech, financial technology. Um, you know that um, it's it's a world that we've been uh, following, you know, quite a bit. I think most recently, uh, we were chatting with the team from Peach Payments, um, you know, around their recent capital raise um you know so you know very interesting space and for today we're going to be chatting you know with a company that is uh you know not based in south africa but has a huge african presence that is paystack um you know paystack is uh, you know in the world of uh, payments but you know they were brought to a lot of prominence um uh, about a year or two ago i can't remember exactly when the deal happened uh but they were acquired by uh, by stripe interestingly enough uh, you know We've actually had, um, you know, one of the founders on this platform once upon a time, Mr. Abu Yeji, uh, has actually been on this uh, platform uh, before. So, you know, it's really great, you know, just to see, um, you know, I guess what uh, expansion is looking like and some of their plans for the local regions. And today we are specifically, you know, looking at how this Nigerian business is looking to, um, you know, I don't know what word to use, take over, expand, grow in the South African market and to help us to understand that, um, you know, is the person who's been tasked, you know, with making all of that happen. And that is their country lead for South Africa. That is uh, Mr. Joel Bronkowski. Joel, greetings to you today. Hey, good morning, Diva. Thanks for having me. Paystack, uh, we've said some of the reasons why, uh, you know, it's uh, it, it's come to prominence. Obviously, there's the um, association with Stripe, um, you know, Nigerian born. Um, I think the founders, if I remember their stories, you know, they were in the United States and they were able to to make things happen on the African continent. But maybe you could give us, uh, you know, that uh, overview of what Paystack is and, uh, you know, and as you're explaining, perhaps you could even give examples of how ordinary people tend to to interact, you know, with perhaps the platform. Yeah, yeah. So you've touched on Paystack's origin stories a little bit. Um, two, two developers in Nigeria saw a big gap in the Nigerian market where it wasn't easy or affordable for businesses to get started with digital payments. And so the short story is they built Paystack, you know, trying to solve the payments challenges, businesses getting paid, businesses making payments, businesses doing business in Africa or, you know, even looking outside of Africa to collect money. So, um, you know, we were lucky in the early days to get into Y Combinator and had Stripe as an early investor and Visa and a bunch of other great investors. And then you've, you've already touched on it. We were acquired by Stripe actually three years ago, which is crazy. <laughs> I guess there's a bit of a void there with the COVID years and all that. But um, yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're excited to continue to solve challenges. I think to give a few examples of, of how we do that, I think in Nigeria, we really got started with developers. I think it, it, at that time to collect payments digitally, you'd have to go to the bank You'd get APIs from PDFs or you know who knows faxes, you know, and um, and 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 Paystack wanted to make it really easy for them to just build, you know, if they're focused on what they're doing as a startup or as application, and just 
make it free, make it easy for them to build. And so I think having an open platform, having APIs was one of the starting points. I think now we look at a lot of other things. You know, we're looking at um, just making it easy for consumers to pay the ways they want to pay. So that just means having a lot of different payment options and trying to be innovative on that front. Um, it increasingly means making sure when someone tries to pay that the transaction transaction is successful. So we like to say, if it doesn't work on Paystack, it's not going to work somewhere else. Like that's really like what we're striving to do because I think enterprises and large startups, especially care about that conversion rate. You know, they don't want to see failed payments. And then I think lastly, we just want to make it easier for multinationals to enter Africa, you know, so to do business here is not easy, especially across different borders. If you're operating in multiple countries and for African companies, you don't see enough examples of people, you know, South African businesses doing business in Nigeria, doing business in Ghana and the other way around, you know, so we really want to make that easier. Um, it's a very challenging thing to do, but you know, it's something we're working on. I'm curious then to understand, Joel, what your presence looks like in South Africa and how long you guys have sort of been operating here. I guess what I'm trying to understand is the strategy for South Africa simply because, yeah. you know, it is an interesting space. The dynamics, yeah, a lot of emerging market dynamics, you know, uh, but also at the same time, a lot of developed market dynamics, such yeah. as a very mature financial services system. Uh, but also at the same time, uh, you know, uh, quite a diverse fintech ecosystem in South Africa as well. So just trying to understand how you, how long you guys have been in SA and how you are trying to go about standing out. Yeah, yeah, great, great question. So um, I've been based in SA with this part of Paystack for I think almost four years now. It'll be almost, almost four years now. So. Um, when I got started at Paystack, South Africa was just a, kind of something we were dabbling in. I think Shola and our CEO, Amandine, had made some trips here, started talking to some of the banks, and then they kind of slowly looped me into that and then handed it to me and said, you know, go for it. So I think that first year was really getting, you know, we work with banks, right, to process, acquiring banks to process transactions. So even getting them to buy into what we're doing. They're also asking the same question you're asking, like, what are you going to do differently? Why, how are you going to do this? You know, those kind of things. While we were engaging in that kind of just getting it off the ground, we spent a lot of time meeting with like, I guess you could call it just the broader ecosystem of e-commerce, enterprises, developers, startup ecosystem, just to kind of one, build relationships, because, I mean, once you're in beta, you need people that are, like, eager to play with something and, you know, like, give you feedback and things like that. But we're also just gauging, you know, what are our entry points? We have in South Africa a lot of payment companies that have been around a long time um, that have done very well in different segments. And so it looks quite a bit different than what it looked like for Paystack to start with in Nigeria, where there were some very, very, very big gaps and no one filling them. Um, and so, yeah, we've we've been live now about two and a half years or maybe a little bit less than two and a half years. Um, we spent maybe nine months in a, well, three months in a private beta and then about six months in a public beta, which was really, really helpful. And I mean, I think those early relationships, like I, like I alluded to, like really helped us just get people, you know, we found that there was really an appetite for, 
for um, I think especially on the the developer front and just the innovation front, you know, just to have a cleaner checkout or have control over the design of the checkout or to be able to offer, you know, like have platforms that aren't available in South Africa that Paystack could bring, you know, we integrate into different things or to do that better, right? Everyone has a Shopify integration, but what does it mean to actually solve some of the challenges that the 15,000 Shopify merchants or, you know, 40,000 WooCommerce merchants doing e-commerce in South Africa have. So, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's, we can get into how it's going and stuff. I'm sure you'll, you'll have questions on that. Um, it's gone well. I think the areas where we've done the best is really around, I, I think in the startup space, it's, it's the fact that it's free and same stuff I spoke about earlier. APIs are good. The libraries and uh, ways that people can integrate Paystack is, is really good. So I think, when you win developers, you also win, you know, engineers, CTOs. So I think when we get in front of people, even though payments on the surface looks very like, cool, do you have this? Do you have that? When you get into what you're trying to do and building with them and being a, a, agile like that as a company, I think that's where Paystack does really well to have engineers that will get on a call and actually work out a problem. I think that's one area we've done very well in. Um, another one would be on the e-com side. And I think this is quite somewhat new for, for, for Paystack. Um, Nigeria does have a big e-com market, but it's not nearly as developed as South Africa. And so we've done quite well. Um, yeah, just, just getting in there and building better integrations to the platforms that people use and trying to align ourselves to those platforms and, and then just being good, actually, like, you know, like having merchants use us and be able to like see their conversion rates improve and things like that. Um, I think that helps. It's a small space in South Africa. People talk, you know, so if you're doing well, you know, you can ultimately people are talking, you know, so that's helped. All right. In terms of trying to understand how the business is performing in South Africa after that uh, private public beta and now, you know, being live for the two and a half years that you have been, curious to then understand a couple of things. I think firstly, let me start with in South Africa, how are people in the ecosystem actually using Paystack? You know, you've gone out, you've evangelized with the developers and the CTOs and the like, but now, um, you know, from your, you know, for lack of a better term, from your stack of, uh, you know, products, what's actually being, what's actually yeah. being used in the South African market? Yeah. 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 It's, so it's, it's, it's almost um, entirely collections based. So people collecting money. We do have a transfers product that some merchants use to disperse funds that's growing, but it's not nearly as significant or something we focused on as much. And, and on that front, you could kind of break it down into, um, I guess, maybe three different segments. Maybe there's probably more than that, but one would be just billing. Um, so that would be like a SaaS service that's, you know, pay, you know, paying for Netflix every month, for example. Um, I'm not saying that's our merchant, but uh, that, that's just an example of that kind of model. And yeah, our billing platform's quite useful. You know, customers can change their card details. We inform merchants when cards are about to expire to give them action items to bill effectively, right? So I think billing would be one. Um, our reoccurring payments API is really cool, which basically if you think of like, ordering on uber 
or ordering a bolt ride, you know, it's the idea that you don't have to put your card details in every time you can uh, tokenize a card and then it makes it a lot easier when someone goes to pay again. Uh, that is quite used. And there's some other things below that, that, that we've built that also help a lot. And then most of the business is really just on collection. So your typical kind of e-commerce transaction where someone checks out and pays and we have a bunch of different payment methods and yeah, like I've alluded to earlier, I think a lot of that is 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 tied to trying to solve some of the challenges merchants have in that space. So the main thing is success rates, but secondarily, you have things like refund management and things like that, which become really important for if you think of retailers that people buy and return stuff all the time. It's actually a, a big problem to solve um, operationally. Yeah. All right, cool. It is an interesting, you know, situation and to understand the fact that, uh, you know, collections have become, um, you know, a, a, a big piece, you know, of the business in terms of uh, South Africa. I do have to ask because I know that people are always, you know, curious to understand um, your competitors in the space tend to always um, you know, go to the market and say X, Y, Z company is, you know, using us and all that. So what we wanted to check is, uh, you know, are you guys in a position to say, um, you know, who some of uh, your customers are, you know, that are actually using the platform in South Africa? Yeah, I, I can share some of them. I think particularly the ones that um, we we usually, well, we would ask for, for permission to do things like case studies. So I think once those things are in the wild, it's it's fair to 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 speak about them. So this this has definitely been a journey, you know, like starting off as a Nigerian payments company in South Africa, you're not going to go win over um, you know, the largest merchant in South Africa, you know, there's a lot of um leapfrogging into I guess larger and larger merchants and whenever you're on a sales call with a big merchant, they're going to ask who else is using you, right? So I think some of um just to share some of the names of merchants using us on the retail side, we're really lucky to work with some, um, some pretty big brands like Under Armour and Crocs and Birkenstocks and Fila and the likes of those, uh, large players. We have, um, kind of on the long tail, you know, we've had tens of thousands of merchants sign up. We have thousands of merchants transacting in South Africa every month. Um, still a lot of room to grow there, you know, single digit thousands growing. On the startup side, we have uh, Rentosa. I'm not sure if you're familiar with them. Funded startup, doing some really cool things in the um, like kind of mainly electronic space, making that more accessible to people. Uh, we have Quilly. We've worked with um, Valenture. Um, think of some other names. Yeah, Octave is a pretty cool gym platform for managing um, fitness providers like CrossFit and gyms. So I think that's another space that's very exciting is just like, if you have a startup or a platform that's building something for, and this is really becoming common, right? Like a platform for everything, platform for hairdressers, platform for car repair. Like that is the world that we're now living in. Like businesses having tools to operate within their space. I think one area we've done really well is just like, making it easy for those platforms to manage their submergence, right? So an octave on the surface is, 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 is a gym platform, but they have, 
you know, I'm not sure, hundreds, I think, maybe thousands of gyms underneath them. And the orchestration and management of payments and all of that is, is, a, is really a complicated thing without the right tools to do it. So, yeah, I think that's, you know, there's lots of other cool up and coming brands. And, you know, we like to get excited about everyone, not just the big guys, but it is payments and it is a volume game. So cool to see us kind of like climbing the ladder of, of large merchants and proving that we can get the job done in that space. No, certainly. I'm happy to say that uh, the team from Rentosa has been on this platform before. And oh, cool. We have, yeah, yeah. We've definitely spoken to them about their business model, um, you know, in the past. A very interesting one. But one of the things that I'm curious to understand is from a deals point of view, because um, in certain instances, you can you can start with the business, I guess, from the top or from the bottom. Right. And if you're in the start and if you are a provider to a startup that is growing, especially as some of these startups are in South Africa, keen to understand if some of those agreements that they that you guys establish here then carry over to some of those startups that are expanding geographically. You mm. know, that's that's one. And also on the on the same side, the same question, but on the other side of the scale. You know, do you have any relationships that began with Paystack even, you know, that were signed outside of South Africa that then carry over into SA? Or when you're in SA, do you sort of start a scratch, you know, with uh, <laughs> trying to establish the relationships yeah. with all the companies? Yeah, yeah, great question. Um, so, yeah, your, your first part of your question was alluding to kind of what's great about building for startups, which is like the fact that they can scale very quickly, right? Um, your traditional retailers do kind of, you know, steady growth if they're doing well. But a startup is by definition like trying to <laughs> trying to light things, you know, rocket hockey stick growth, right? So um that's why I say like we do get really excited about um developers liking Paystack. Developers um obviously are involved in building startups and we have seen we've had had some examples of of merchants that weren't even on our radar and then they they've kind of you know grown to where we're like who's that merchant in the top 50 you know and that's that's really exciting to see that and i think in nigeria that's a big part of our story right like the the mer the the largest some of the largest startups in nigeria kind of started collecting money with Paystack, right? And and then and, and that's been a huge part of our growth there. So um I think the second part of your question was more around um I guess over like opportunities between different markets and 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 I think funded startups increasingly I think need to prove that they can do business outside of their market. Um, I think maybe in Nigeria, it's a big enough country that if you just sell Nigeria, that, but I think a lot of other, you know, South African startups will express aspirations to, to go outside of South Africa. So one interesting thing we've seen is there's been a few startups in South Africa that aren't ready to use us in South Africa, but we're excited to get started with us in other markets that we're in either Nigeria Nigeria is a great one because we can even help them, you know, we're a payments company, but we can also like help them understand, you know, the opportunity for them. If they're a whatever fintech or they're doing car rent, whatever they're doing, we, we, we actually, we have, you know, hundreds of employees 
we have people that manage those accounts and understand that space. So our value proposition even extends beyond payments. It's like, let us help you figure out how to launch there. Um, we've also had some South African merchants having challenges in Kenya and we're now live there and we've, you know, seen, and so that we're happy with that, right? Because I think with payments, you're just looking for an opportunity to solve a problem for a business. And then you hope that you can solve more problems for them after that, right? <laughs> um, I I wish there was more, um, and it's something that we actively like think about. And and part of it is, is that we haven't solved the problem in a great way, but we'd love to see more, yeah, more South African businesses or more Nigerian businesses kind of make the jump to operate in those spaces. And I think one of the ways I hope we can do it in the future, and this is what Stripe does, you know, if you're a business in the US and you have a customer in the UK, they make it so that customer can pay in pounds, right? And the merchant can be settled in the US. We really need, and it's not easy in Africa, you know, there's a lot of regulation and compliance and just challenges to make this happen. But, you know, the ch- part of the issue is if a South African startup's like, cool, I want to go to Nigeria. Right now, we need to register a business for them in Nigeria. They need to set up a bank account. They need to, you know, it's really not that easy. And then if they want to get those funds and move it back or, you know, that becomes a challenge. And so I think I think that's like one of the biggest things we want to solve as Paystack in the future. It's not going to be an easy one, but it's just like I'm a startup in South Africa. I want to do business in these markets. Like, how can we make that really easy for them? It's easy in terms of APIs. It's easy in terms of a lot of things, but not, um, you know, right now it requires a lot of heavy lifting to make that happen and big decisions for businesses to make. So um, I would love to see more of that, but it's, it's still in its infancy. All right. So I think where we can end off for today, Joel, is just around, you know, some of the other places where you see, um, you know, opportunity. I'm glad that you brought up uh, that settlement issue because as far as I'm concerned, that's probably, at least in Africa, one of the biggest opportunities, uh, remittance and also cross-border payments because, you know, as you highlighted, there's a lot of regulation, a lot of red tape, and a lot of countries that are at different stages of, you know, where their thinking is in terms of, um, you know, allowing foster settlement. A lot of people still going through traditional banks, you know, where charges can be 10, 15% and, you know, things take up to a week to settle certain things. It's, it's, it can be very cumbersome. So um, I think there's a huge opportunity in that space, but outside of that, you know, what else do you see as being some of the, the, the problems uh, that need to be, you know, that need to be solved for that, um, that you think there's an opportunity that you guys can actually get in there for? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think, so I, I guess I'll, I'll highlight a few more. One I've already touched on, but I do think this, um, these platforms, you know, for different business types is quite an interesting thing. And many of the tools that globally people are using haven't reached Africa yet, right? So um, even if you think about something like Squarespace or Webflow, these like very popular tools globally, they don't have payment integrations. I think there's quite an opportunity to, I guess, either have local companies solve those. So I think um, Octave is a good example of that. You know, 
they've built South African company built a gym platform. Gym platforms exist in other places, you know, in the US, but they're not here. So I guess there's just that opportunity that exists of like, are these tools that are going to power businesses going to come from local South Africans or they, or is it going to be the, the Shopify's and those platforms that come in and do that? I think that's a very interesting one. Um, I'm very excited about marketplaces. And I think, um, I mean, the big news last week, Amazon's coming, et cetera, et cetera. That's cool. Maybe some people get nervous about that. I think what you see globally is when Amazon enters markets, it's actually a good thing for markets. Um, most of the time in terms of e-commerce, it creates a lot of opportunity because people get more and more comfortable shopping online. Um, so, but anyways, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about actually more curated, marketplaces for people to find things that they're interested in. And I think there's a big movement of like local localized marketplaces. Um, I'm very excited. We have one called the local edit that's worth checking out um, that, yeah, basically takes, um, finds their audience, you know, builds this niche and then exposes that audience to like lots of different cool brands that they would like. So I think that's, um, that's very interesting. Um, I also just think that the, 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 I guess MSME space is massive in South Africa, right? It's like hundreds of thousands of informal traders or people that do business. I do think that that space is, yeah, I mean, I don't know how they enter the digital economy exactly, but I do think there's, it's cheaper and easier than ever for, for people to like, you know, get the tools that they need. And then it's just a question of how do they get help and how does that, but I think there's a lot of um, at least effort from the payment space to think about that. So pay shop coming around and, you know, I think part of this is affordability for collections. You know, some people look at taking a car payment and they see it as really expensive or they don't see it as safe or all these things. So I like that as a country, we're really thinking about how to make that work. It's still, it's still like in its infancy, but um, it feels like a very forward-thinking kind of thing that we're trying to do. So yeah, I, there's there's a lot more things we could talk about. I'll leave it there for now. But yeah, uh, it, I think it's an exciting time for 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 South Africa in terms of payments and just like innovation around helping businesses. To be honest, yeah, it's it's it's, it's a good time. <laughs> All right. So I think that's where we end off for today. It is a very interesting space, um, you know, that we find ourselves in, in the world of financial technology, uh, chatting to the team, you know, from Paystack and, uh, you know, Joel just giving us some insight into what their business uh, is looking like, uh, you know, for South Africa, uh, you know, some of the companies, you know, that are using, um, you know, so that are using their business. Um, I think he mentioned the likes of Under Armour, you know, in the retail space and also, you know, in the startup space, the likes of Rentosa to say that, you know, these are some of the people that are making use, um, you know, of their payment system. He highlights the fact that collections um, have proven to be, you know, quite an interesting space for them um, in the local market. And it does seem to be the approach, you know, in, in a market like South Africa. Um, instead of, you know, trying to fight for everything, you know, if you can do uh, one layer very well and then add, you know, one on top of the other, that's probably a very good strategy. And also uh, just uh, chatting about the fact that, you know, the differences between different markets, uh, the fact that uh, 
and many startups in a place like Nigeria because of how big uh, the market is. You can do quite well in terms of scaling your growth just in that country. Uh, but if you are a South African startup, um, then... Um, Scaling your business beyond South Africa's borders, you know, becomes a a big priority in a lot of cases. So if you can find yourself a payments provider or a payments partner that you can that can run with you, you know, beyond South Africa's borders, uh, then that's probably a good place, you know, to be in. And then obviously we and we did spend a little bit of time talking about the fact that um, there are a number of different issues that need to be solved for that are probably opportunities for Paystack, um, you know, or other, other players in the sector, such as, you know, how do you make sure uh, that a person can easily be able to settle an amount right now? You know, perhaps I've just bought a, um, a construction company and I've just bought something from a business in Ghana and, you know, I need I need to be settled, you know, right now. You know, the guy's calling me and he's like, I need this payment right now. How do you make all of that happen? So that's been it. We're chatting to Joel Bronkowski. He is the country lead for South Africa over at Paystack and they're definitely looking forward to engaging with them again in future because I'm pretty sure uh, that today all we did was barely scratch the surface. So Joel, thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks so much for having me. And that's been it for this edition of the Business Day Spotlight. Remember that you can find our latest podcast on Business Live. That's under the podcast Business Day Spotlight tab on Twitter. We're hashtag BD Spotlight. And remember that you can review and subscribe for free on iono.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, or wherever you choose to get your pods casted. I've been Mudio Gavaza of the Business Day and Financial Mail. And this has been another edition of the Business Day Spotlight, which is a multimedia live production. So from myself and the rest of the team it is a good evening good afternoon and good morning